today on The Future of Fandom. Earn some cash with me, or earn some back. Anyway, my name's Adam Connor. I'm your host, and on this episode, we go shopping with Rakuten to learn about what might be on the horizon for online and in-store shoppers alike via their chief marketing officer, Dana Marino. Obviously, over the last two years, we've seen shopping change a lot. Being forced out of stores similarly forced brands to think harder and fast about how to create better digital experiences, partnerships, and new ways to showcase product. Now that COVID seems to be on the decline, consumers continue to demand high-quality E and now hybrid commerce. Dana's on the cutting edge there and has plenty to teach us about what to expect for best-in-class shopping. So fill your cart and we will start to predict the future with Rakuten and Dana Marino. Dana, how are you? Thanks so much for joining me. Adam, it's great to talk to you again. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to chat with you again. I always, I love chatting with you on podcasts and listeners, prior to the life of the future of fandom, I did interview Dana a few times in this world. So this is going to be a nice familiar conversation to have and one, which is of course uh, with a well-known, recognized and still growing leader in e-commerce, a pioneer in some ways, but now uh, we're going to be talking about how trails will continue to be blazed in the namesake future of the show. First off, uh, and not that uh, people don't know what this is, let's, can we just do a very, very basic, what the heck is Rakuten and what does it provide, just in case everybody's not familiar, and then we'll talk about e-buying and what these years have done, these past two years have done, and go from there. Of course. So yes, Rakuten, you may have heard of Rakuten. It is a very large company in Japan, but here in the U.S., it is newer to some folks. So I will say, Adam, Rakuten is an online shopping platform that gives you cash back at your favorite stores, your favorite brands. So we have over 3,500 stores, everything from Nike to Old Navy to Neiman Marcus to Expedia, you name it, we probably have it. And every time you buy online through Rakuten, you get cash back on that purchase. So we think it's a real a way for people to feel like they're winning every time they shop. And listeners, if you watched the Super Bowl, you will have seen their most recent high-profile spot featuring Hannah Waddingham, who was on Ted Lasso at a very high-stakes poker game where some interesting chips were used, if I'm recalling correctly, pairs of <laughs> shoes and microwaves. And what the heck was that? Uh, Dana, you had a hand in that, didn't you, putting all that together? We did. Thank you. Yes. Um, very proud of that campaign. Um, and Adam, I think as we've talked about before, we've built an in-house brand and creative team. So we built that whole thing in-house. And yes, instead of poker chips, it was uh, an iRobot and you know a little eye vacuum, a television and a pair of shoes that Hannah Waddingham, by the way, she is incredible from Ted Lasso, um, was playing um, against a savvy Rakuten shopper who, of course, uh, you know, beat Hannah because she shopped all those things with Rakuten and got a lot of money in cash back. But thank you for mentioning that. We're very proud. Of course, it's a good intro too, because that, I mean, doesn't it really set the scene for what the last several years has done to the e-buying experience? The, the field has been leveled in a way and you can get access to goods that uh, you get cash back for that you never could before, which maybe makes you feel like you deserve a seat at that high stakes table. Over the last two years, obviously lots of digital trends have been pulled forward. We've heard that ad nauseum, but since you are in the e-commerce world and seeing that firsthand, what in your perspective has it done for, shall we say, the present of the digital shopping experience? What 
COVID did to e-buying, true e-buying, like not just, hey, I'll look at it online and then I'll go to the store because you couldn't do that. In what ways were your hands forced and did it help? Excellent question. And yeah, something we have been thinking about at Rakuten, certainly COVID, the pandemic has been eye-opening in a lot of ways about the way people shop, how people shop, when people shop. And as you said, we have read a lot about the pandemic fueling e-commerce. Now, I will say part of that is, you know, as you remember, the first six, nine months or so, people were not going into stores, right? So that in itself was an interesting and different dynamic. Everyone was forced to buy nearly everything from clothes to sunglasses to toilet paper online. So that, of course, changes the dynamic. Um, You know, one of the things I think has been very eye-opening to us around how retailers and merchants are balancing what I would call sort of a hybrid approach now. People are going back into stores. People are comfortable going into a shop now. So, But as you said, e-commerce really blew up and people have become used to buying online. So what I think is interesting, and you know, I would even put the analogy of you know getting people returning to the office, this hybrid approach, some days I'm in the office, some days at home. I'd say the same thing about online buying and e-commerce is there's a hybrid thing happening. Sometimes I go in the store, sometimes I buy online, but there's also this new, hey, I want to buy it online. I've enjoyed that experience for all the reasons, the convenience, et cetera, but I need that instant gratification of what it feels like when I go into a store. So there's this hybrid thing happening now, too, that a lot of our partners and retailers have been testing, which is this concept of buy it online and then pick it up in the store or buy it online. And now we partner with DoorDash or Uber Eats um, so that it can get to you right away. So there's just been this interesting shift. And again, I call it sort of a hybrid of the good experience of the in-store, the bad experience of the in-store, the good experience, the bad experience of online, just testing it out to see what people really want and how to make the best possible shopping experience, whether it's physically in the store or online or some hybrid of those two things. And I expect you and Rakuten having built for, I mean, not obviously having built for a pandemic where it would be forced, but built for a future of that where people would have their hybrid options or their purest options in either channel. I'm sure that somewhere in your head you thought, well, I know that people are going to like this, but maybe the reasons they're in, uh, some you expected and some you didn't. When it came to or when it comes to how consumers are getting value out of either Rakuten or the e-shopping experience, what's been most unexpected? Well, you know, I would say, you know, about Rakuten, you're you're definitely right that we try to give you the best possible shopping experience, no matter how you're, you're shopping, right? So to your point, whether you buy online and we give you that very winning, satisfactory feeling of the cash back, or you go into the store and you're a member of Rakuten, so you still get that in-store cash back. You're right to say we have been prepared for a moment like this. However you're going to shop, make sure you do it through Rakuten so you get that cash back and that winning feeling. You know, I think the from unexpected is I personally have been testing out myself this concept of, I don't have time to go to the store, but I need this thing right now. So testing out some of these hybrid options, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I've been uh, surprised by how many people have tried this buy online, pick it up in store, or, hey, I'm going to trust 
Walgreens to partner with DoorDash and get me that thing immediately. So I've been surprised to see how many people have adopted that, how many retailers have adopted that, and to see that people really are enjoying this hybrid approach. And I guess I would say the concept of hybrid is a shock, right? Even the, I mean, if you had asked me two years ago, would I imagine a day where I didn't go to my office every single day that some days I worked from home, I would have said, Adam, are you insane? Of course not. Same with this. Like, I didn't really imagine a day where you could shop online and then get it that second. That was definitely not something I anticipated myself. Yeah, I, for me, just, and I'm not a business operator myself, but I'm just thinking about all the logistical nightmares that go into linking these disparate entities into a partnership that ultimately gets the whatever it is from the retailer to the delivery partner, you know, and is there an online experience as part of that? just seems like a complete spiderweb, which I guess we were forced into weaving, but one which it was a bit unexpected to me just is like how quickly everybody came together and like all of a sudden, um, you know, things that I would have assumed were roadblocks were were lifted in light of this new environment. And of course, all to the benefit of shoppers, yourself included. And, and, and just for the record here, I believe all of your shopping is done through Rakuten, right? You're really drinking the Kool-Aid there. <laughs> you know that story, Adam. I refuse to buy anything unless I can get it on Rakuten and get my cash back. So I, I am a hardcore Rakuten shopper. It is true. I will go out of my way to only shop at Rakuten. And I honestly, I love it. And I am a big fan, of course, of Rakuten and getting that cash back. I'm kind of addicted to it. But yes, I only shop with Rakuten. That is for sure true because we have every. There isn't anything we don't have that I need. That is just true. Sure. And I love the idea of uh, getting cash back anywhere. In fact, you, you mentioned something here that I'm going to ask about again in a little bit, that in-store cash back, because I think mm -hmm. there's a bit of education that you'll have to give to me here just because it's a slightly new-ish concept in my ears. Now, I'm not the most sophisticated shopper. My idea of a hybrid shopping experience is what I was thinking when, you know, a couple of years ago, I went on a few-year run of going out to shop on Black Friday. Now, I would not get in the line and wait in the jc penny for the pair of pants or whatever it was i would walk around the store i would see the thing that i liked and then i would just go online to their site and buy it without having to wait in the line and yeah it'll right. show up before christmas whatever that's as far as i go so i'm glad to be able to learn a little bit more about these specific intricacies which i'll ask you in a second because i first want to go to the side of the buyer the side of the me who is getting more sophisticated each and every day specifically within the filter of fandom now Fandom, a word that everybody on uh, this podcast, everybody listening to this might associate traditionally with sport. I'm a fan of a team, a player, a, a thing. And I think eventually people will become genuine fans and diehards of brands. That's what this show is all about. And so there are parallels in business that are to be discussed. And I think when you talk about retailers and, and providers of good, manufacturers, things like that, it's almost in my head and it will be in yours too because we prepped for this, <laughs> uh, being a fan of a, of a team, which is maybe like where the, where the retailer is that you buy the thing from, and the player, which is the good that you buy within that. I think I have that correct. Um, do you see any parallels there in how people shop based on either the brands or the banners that they love the most? Yes, and I, I do love this analogy, and I think, Adam, you also know I'm a huge sports fan, so this will be fun for both of us. I assumed as much. So I think, you know, when I think of being a fan, I think you can be a fan of a team. I am a huge Warriors fan, obviously, right? Um, and just like I'm also um, a huge fan of certain brands. I love Nike. I love 
Bloomingdale's, right? There's also the concept of I can love the Warriors, but maybe I'm really just a fan of Steph Curry, the player on the Warriors. And using that same analogy, I love Nike, right? I said that, but I also, I collect Air Jordans, right? So the thing that I just think is very interesting about this analogy is I think shopping with Rakuten or shopping online in general is a lot like this. I can collect Air Jordans. I can buy those Air Jordans from Nike, or I could buy them from StockX, or I could buy them from Finish Line, right? It's the same idea of I can love the Warriors or I can love the players on the Warriors. I just, I think Rakuten provides you the ability to be a fan either of the store or the item that you're trying to buy from many stores. And that's actually how we encourage our members to buy from Rakuten actually is, is it you love this particular store or is it you want this product? Let me show you all the stores Rakuten has and the cash back rates at each of those stores. And that way you're still getting that product you wanted, but look to compare who has the better cash back rate. Is it Nike? Is it Finish Line? Is it Foot Locker? Is it StockX? So I think that's a really interesting way to think about buyers and what is it that they're a fan of? Is it that they're loyal to this one store or no? They're actually, they just want this one thing. It doesn't matter where they buy it as long as they get that exact thing. So I love that analogy. I I think it's very true. And maybe it's a third thing in the middle. Like now I'm going to go into the basket. I'm not as massive a fan of basketball as you are, but I'm thinking there's got to be the fan that says, well, I like the Warriors and I like Steph and some days I'll prefer, uh, you know, regardless of the team or the player, a certain player or a certain team. But really what I like is good basketball. And in this case, like really what I like is the cash back. You know, if I'm going to get the most utility from a certain place, maybe that is what drives me more than anything else. But regardless of the metric that people go after, whether it be the banner or the brand or the incentive, how does the experience, and I will speak to, to Rakuten specifically here, how does the experience get differentiated when you approach different consumers who select those types of preferences? I'm sure that it, it modifies in some way, but I just am curious because, hey, personalization, differentiation, that that's all pointed at the future, and I'd be curious to know how you handle it. Yes, we definitely do our best at Rakuten to personalize your home feed experience, meaning when you first sign up with Rakuten, we will ask you, hey, tell us about the things you shop for, right? Like, do you have pets? Do you have kids? You know, do you shop for apparel? Do you shop for airline tickets, right? So we'll ask you those questions. And then if you click, uh, you know, I shop for travel, I shop for shoes, I have a kid, so I shop for soccer cleats. Then we'll say, great, thank you for telling us that. Here are all sorts of stores that we can offer you. Do you happen to like any of these stores? And you say, oh, yes, actually, I like Under Armour. I like Bloomingdale's. I like Expedia, whatever it is. And then when you get to your home feed, your homepage of Rakuten, we will show you the stores that you've selected or stores like the ones you've selected, and you can see the cash back rates. And we do our best to personalize that experience for you so that we say, hey, I know you told us you liked Nike, but by the way, Adidas is on 12% cash back today. So I think answering your question, what we want to do is give you the best possible shopping experience, whether it is, I love Adidas, or no, no, I just need to buy new cleats for my son, and I see that this brand has a higher cash back rate today. Oh, and by the way, is having a friends and family sale too. I should go there. So to your point, fandom really does evolve, and I think there are people who actually just want the highest cash back rate. They don't care what store they're buying or what even brand they're buying. It's that they want the highest 
return. So there are definitely people like that. And then there are people who are like, no, 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 I only buy from Nike. So I do think we do our best at Rakuten to personalize that experience and give you what you need based on what we know about you. And listeners, that was not a verbal typo there. When you think about making cash back on purchases, you might think of something like a credit card, which offers like 1% or 2%. But Dana said 12. That is not an anomaly. That's the kind of thing, if you don't know what Rakuten is, that's the kind of thing that you can look forward to. So maybe, maybe we just made a fanny just out of that, because where in the heck else are you going to get 12% off of a purchase like that, especially made online, right? Oh, and Adam, I'll just say many times a year, we, we go above that 12%, right? I mean, certainly... For our big give event in May, we have many, many hundreds of stores at 15% for many days. Over the holidays, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we have you know hundreds of stores at 15, sometimes even 20%. So we have we have some big uh, deal days that are really high. That and sometimes we even have days where we say we call it Super App Sunday, where we get a very high percentage across lots of stores only if you buy in the app. So we try to do our best to make for some special days. See, listeners, if you're not downloading it, you should at this point, all right, because you're missing out. Now, this, will, and we'll touch on this a bit further because uh, obviously with in regard to the way that any fandom will grow, we got to also assess the state of it today. So I have a few questions about where you see it right now today, and we'll keep it Rakuten specific again. Um, I mentioned I would talk about in-store cashback later on, and we're, we're near that moment now. But first, I'll ask, over the last couple of years, there are different sects, as you've said, of consumers who prefer the Nike shoe, prefer a certain store, maybe prefer the cashback. Have you seen those trends changing at all? Or, uh, you know, what's popular nowadays? Is it is it more fandom of a banner or a brand or utility? What, what have you seen? You know, I would say what we're looking at in terms of trends is less about what you're asking about and more about genres and what people are buying and not buying. So I'll give you an example. Of course, you've seen all the press coverage on the last two years, athleisure, home office, things for make home improvement, casual yoga pants, sneakers, right? So we saw a huge, oh, and by the way, of course, pets and pet supplies. Uh, You know, there are things that people were buying in store and online that sort of took a huge swing over the let's call it two years of the pandemic and lockdown and quarantine and where people were just mostly staying home. What I will tell you is there's been a huge shift back to two things. People are starting to travel again. So we're starting to see a big uptick in our travel properties, whether it's hotels and planes and car rental. And we're seeing a lot more activity happening in travel again, which of course for nearly two years, we didn't see much at all. We're also seeing a lot more purchasing of things. People are going out again. They're going to parties. They're going back to the office. They're going to dinner with friends. So we're seeing a lot more purchases happen in whether it's the luxury buying and I'm going to buy a nice new pair of heels or a nice blazer because I haven't been to my office in two years. Um, And again, travel like things. People are leaving the house and we're starting to see that shift again away from the athleisure and the home improvement. So when it comes to trends, we're definitely seeing those things happen. Okay, so we're seeing trends more in categories than in a type of purchase. But even in the ways that people buy, there are new features on the rise. Let's let me ask about that in-store cashback. So let me get this straight. So I can use Rakuten to buy something, which is, you know, an e-buying experience, but I can get cashback in the store. Could you explain that to me? (laughs) Of course. So 
We are happy for you to shop on any Rakuten retailer or merchant, whether it's online or, of course, in the store. So, for example, when you go into a Macy's or you go into a men's warehouse or you go into Finish Line or Adidas, if you have a Rakuten account that is linked to your credit card, right, and you use that credit card at the store, again, Macy's, Finish Line, Adidas, you will automatically get your cash back. It is actually as easy as I just said. You have to be a Rakuten member and you have to have your credit card linked. You use that same credit card and you get the cash back. It is awesome. I got to tell my wife about that Macy's thing. I mean, Macy's is a good look at the bill at the end of the month. It's a lot of Macy's there. So I'll uh, I'll have to do that. <laughs> you got to get that cash back, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that should have been obvious from the beginning. It's like, hey, if I can... Why should I be forced to choose the platform where I do it? If if everybody is partnered and, and agreeing on the same thing, if I make a buy online, why shouldn't that link to something that I could then go in the store and get the same benefit, especially if I'm the type of consumer that likes to go into the store, try on the thing, look at the thing, see the selection of items there, you know, and maybe, hey, maybe I see something there uh, and it's a retailer partnered with Ragaton that I didn't I didn't know that I wanted, but, but I find it. You know, that's a great cross-sell upsell opportunity there. So good for the business and hey, also good for the consumer. That's right. And you, you hit on the thing that we hope for, which is that discovery, right? So both online and in store, we hope that hey, you're going to Rakuten because you know we have Macy's. I'm going to shop around. I'm going to buy the thing and I'm going to get my cash back. Oh, wow. Rakuten also has Sunglass Hut. Oh, Rakuten also has Expedia. Oh, wow. Rakuten also has Ann Taylor, whatever it is. We want you to be able to discover that both in the mall and online. Right. I think that makes complete sense. And hopefully, listeners, you'll you'll do some discovering of your own as you continue to, to peer into this capability. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be a fan of it right quick. And to that, uh, in terms of what will happen, uh, let me touch on the other F word we focus on the show here on, which is future. I want to ask as we begin to round out today, and then at the very end, I'm going to ask a question, which I believe I've asked you before, but not for this audience. Um, Let's speculate a bit. Let's peer into the crystal ball five-ish years down the road, let's say. And and based on what you are seeing now in the market with what retailers are doing or, or, or certain loyalty programs or whatever, what would a great future state of shopping look like? What can consumers or should they expect from the retailers and the brands that they love? Okay, great question. I'm going to address Big it question both too, by the way. macro sort of online shopping, and then I'll talk about Rakuten. So I would right. say what consumers, and you use the word expect, and I'm going to use the word demand, right? Hey, fair enough. Let's do that. They've right. demanded a lot after these last two years. So yeah. let's, let's do it. Consumers demand options. So what I will say to you is I think a lot of retailers and merchants are playing catch up right now when it comes to giving consumers as many options as possible as relates to buying. So again, buying online, buying in store, buying hybrid. You shop for it online and then you receive it quickly in sync gratification via a partner that they have, whether it be a DoorDash type thing, an Uber Eats type thing, a shipped delivery, whatever it is. I think you're going to start seeing people demand that and only shop in places where they have choices and options. So I definitely think that is, you know, asking about the crystal ball. I think we 
certain stores and certain merchants got there faster, quicker during the pandemic. Not everyone is there yet. So I just experienced the other day for the first time, I needed something from Walgreens. I didn't have time to go to the store, but I also needed it that day. So buying it online and having shipped to me and getting three days later, not an option for me. And it turned out they had an option with DoorDash, brand new, and I got it in an hour. So I think stores are going to have to start adopting all these things in order to, you know, getting to your second part, the loyalty. People will be loyal to the convenience of shopping, and they are going to want to shop in all three of those ways. Now, with Rakuten, I would say you should only do your online shopping and your in-store shopping in places where you get that cash back. I'm not sure why you would buy anything and not get that cash back reward in return. So we are building what I would say is a very loyal member base where people expect from us and our partners that they have a variety of ways to shop with, again, online, in-store, or some sort of hybrid. So speaking of Rakuten in the future, you know, I would say what we're working on is what I would call exclusive experiences. So you shop with Rakuten and you get something exclusive that you can only get if you shop through Rakuten. And to me right now, that thing that you get is cash back. I am hopeful that we can start introducing other exclusivities and other experiences as a Rakuten member that you only get when you buy through us. So that's what I would say is people are really just trying to give options and give exclusivities for that loyal membership. I hope you come up with that too, because again, it's and it's in the same vein. I think about other ways in which I would traditionally associate cash back on a purchase. I go back to the credit card thing, right? This is something that credit card companies have been doing for a long, long, long time. They've also, only in really one case, have done the add-on value of experiences or things exclusive through. I mean, listeners, you have a credit card somewhere in your wallet where somewhere that bank is saying that. But do you really use it? I mean, do you use it that much? I think that that exclusive experience world is yet to be disturbed. I don't know about disrupted because it started, but disturbed for sure by somebody with this sort of this sort of powerful marketplace like like you do. So I, I'm really interested to see what you do with that, Dana. Genuinely, I mean, even outside of this podcast and listeners, you should you should expect that and maybe even demand it in the next couple of years from somebody. I don't know who it is, but hey, if it's Rakuten, that's great. Um, <laughs> let me round out with. A question that, uh, and this is especially going to help for the uneducated Rakutener of the future, um, but it's a question I think I've asked you each of the times that I've interviewed you before, which is, we have spoken about the things that you can purchase on the platform that you might expect, a pair of Nike shoes, and then other things that maybe you don't expect, like renting a car. What would you say, or what is new about the unexpected things that you can buy on the platform? That is to say, what's the most unexpected thing that you can get on Rakuten that you never thought you could <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, well, you named a couple of them. I think people think of Rakuten as apparel and, you know, all kinds of clothing and department store. I think people don't know that you can also get your Uber through Rakuten. You can buy your groceries on Instacart through Rakuten. You can get your you know, ESPN Hulu deal through Rakuten and buy your plane tickets through Rakuten. And so I do think there are a lot of things that are unexpected. I always am encouraging my friends to go to our feed and, you know, play around and discover to see what else we have. So, you know, we have everything from Old Navy to GameStop to, um, you know, some of the fresh food makers. So I do think nearly, and you joke with me how I only 
by at Rakuten. That is true because there's nothing that we don't have that I need for myself, my family, my dogs. So I mean, we have it all. So uh, there are really all sorts of unexpected things outside of what people think of us for, which is that retail and apparel. Well, it sounds like the sky is the limit, at least until you start doing consumer space travel. Uh, for now, thank you for telling me more about this. And also, and, as, and importantly, like what shoppers expect, demand, and may see in the future as they develop their fandom with the teams and the players of the sport that is shopping. Dana, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your perspective. As always, thanks for having me, Adam. Thanks again to Dana Marino from Rakuten for joining us. Hopefully our conversation opened up a lot of eyes and maybe some wallets as to how to get more from where you shop. And thanks to you, of course, the listener, the wallet opener for exploring the future of fandom with us. I'd encourage you to stay connected as well. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and or you can also find all our content at livelike.com and across socials, LinkedIn, a lot of LinkedIn at livelike and Twitter at LiveLikeInc. I look forward to predicting the future again with you real soon. And until then, I'm Adam Connor saying so long and thanks for being a fan.